Welcome to Snowcast, new podcast by Snow Sites, made by smashing together the acronym for school newspapers online and the word podcast and hitting record on some laptop software. And I'm your host, Alex McNamee. Hi. Until this game plan blows up in my face, and I'm a stern believer that it won't, I'll be talking to journalism teachers, students, and working professionals, of which I once was, ooh, discussing journalism best practices and lessons from being in the field. That's coming to you weekly. Long-term goals, we're quietly over here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, learning how to produce an amazing, educational, informative podcast. guest this week, the first guest of any week ever on this podcast, um, is Snow Intern, former St. Louis Park High School student and future college freshman, Annabella Strathman. Annabella, how does it feel to be forced onto this show because you have to be in the office anyways? I'm personally honored, truly. So our first guest in studio, and we were just talking about, I don't even know if you can really call this room a studio. I think you can call anything a studio that you feel is a studio. <laughs> Let's test your skill as a writer. So describe this room we're in for, uh, for our listeners. Okay, well, the room is a beautiful tan. Um, you walk in, you can just feel the Band-Aid color of the walls, right? Um... There are two outlets in here. Hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lamp, some nice desks, one desk that isn't even put together yet. You know, so, so many potential future options with that. Um, it overlooks the beautiful yeah. center area with a f- probably fake. No, I think it's a real tree. It's a real tree. Um, just in case you wanted to look at a tree. Yeah. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what our office looks like. So enjoy <laughs> that top secret information from Annabella. So you graduated from St. Louis Park High School, which I, is right here where we are in generally Minneapolis, Minnesota, just yeah. one of the suburbs. <laughs> you graduated from there this spring, and you worked for the staff of their student newspaper, The Echo, for two years, you said? Yes. Okay. So the Echo was um, a Snow Distinguished Site Award winner. It was a Pacemaker Award winner. And, and so you, you spent a lot of your time on the newspaper staff. What else did you do in high school? Um, you know, I was an Ivy Diploma candidate. Um, and I did a lot of theater, a lot of okay. random shows throughout time. And that kind of ate up uh, a lot of my time. I did band for the first couple years. Mm-hmm. And then... Learned I wasn't super great at the oboe, so that dream kind of <laughs> faded. Um, but yeah, it was primarily towards the end, newspaper, school, and theater, I would say. I did trumpet in fifth grade, and I found out within the first couple weeks that I wasn't a musician. <laughs> so that's my life story. That's good. You found out earlier than I did. <laughs> um, still good. What was it like working for an award-winning publication? You know, honestly, I started out high school and I said I'm never going to be on the newspaper that's not for me I'm not an English person at all I'm 
you know, it's not really my thing. Mm-hmm. And something just kept kind of drawing me back to it. And it was always kind of there. And you heard like, oh, everyone on the Echo, here's what they're up to today. And um, look, there's. it was always exciting to see, look through the pages and see all the colorful pictures or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... It, Come junior year, I just decided, okay, you know what, we're just going to join it, see what happens. I probably mm-hmm. won't stay on staff for super long. Um, and I loved it from the instant yeah. I walked into the publication room. Um, you know, it was super fun. Miss Keekley's super awesome. Our mm-hmm. advisor was um, super helpful, but it was so student-run. That's the thing that hit me the first time, okay. right? It was um, it was the only thing of its kind really in high school because, you know, you always have an advisor or someone, some teacher that's looking over you, but this was kind of exactly different because it was, it was so student run. It was our own thing. Um, and you felt like you were really part of something, even if you were yeah totally new. Right? Yeah. And so it was super cool. It's rare to, um, have an opportunity like that at that age to like take ownership of some kind of product. Yeah. In, that's not, you know, like an essay for your English class or whatever, <laughs> right. where you're just ordered to do that. It's so interesting, like being in this job now um, and like going to national conventions and like hearing about all this award stuff. When I was in school um, and shout out to Normal Community High School in Illinois, um, I was never, it was never really known that there was anything like this JEA or anything like what is NSPA? There was never uh, any semblance of something like that existing. We competed in our state competition, yeah. like our state journalism playoffs or whatever, like I assume uh, many people do. I don't know. Oh, yeah. um, but there was never any like pursuit of some national award, not until I, I um, got to college. So what kind of like presence in the Echo newsroom did – pacemakers and distinguished sites and, you know, gold crowns or whatever else, you know, Minnesota State Awards, anything like that. What presence did that have for like you guys as students? Like, No, yeah, it was always, it was always super cool to know that you were part of something that had won all of these long awards. And Mm -hmm. even when you're a younger staffer, whatever, you hear all of it and you don't totally know what it means, but you know, it's something really important. And so you're like, whoa, but our motto on staff was always like, oh, we don't do it for the awards. And it was always kind of like a joke okay. between everyone on staff. Like some award would come up and we'd be like, guys, no, we don't do it for the awards or whatever. And we had them all hanging on our wall. So it was always kind of a joke. But it was honestly like sometimes you would just step back and think like, whoa, no, like this is kind of a big deal. It's cool to be able to take part in that and like win the awards is awesome. But then also like at the end of the year, you get the book from – NSPA sends one out and you see all the other like cool newspaper publications and it's awesome to go to the conventions and meet other students who are really interested in what you're doing but Mm -hmm. also have their own publication going on. It's not super competitive or anything. It's kind of more just um, rewarding. It's not a I'm here to beat your newspaper out because my newspaper is better. It's a cool that's awesome what you're doing like it's super collaborative and stuff so. That was kind of the presence in the newsroom is that it was always there and it was, you were honored to be it, Mm -hmm. take part in it, but it wasn't, you know, as competitive as, personally, I'm not like a huge sports person. You know, it's less like, okay, time to win the game or whatever you're going to submit your paper to. It was kind of at the end of the year, it was, okay, who can we honor from staff? Because everyone did a really good job. So it's hard to choose. How dare you not be a sports person? I know. I know. (laughs) I'll probably take a hit for that one, but that's okay. (laughs) 
So I think we can both agree, though, that um, a lot goes into building like an award-winning paper um, and becoming that, um, whether it's a print publication or an online publication, whatever you could possibly be um, recognized for. And one of those important elements is kind of the structure of the way your staff looks and, and what positions exist and what different responsibilities are. That's really kind of the nut of what I want to talk about here. Um, so you were on your high school news staff for two years. Outside of that, you knew what's what was going on. You know what's going on next year, even though you'll <laughs> be in college. So you're well in, in the know. So you have this perspective from a student being on staff that I think advisors can kind of tap into. You know, you've been through, you know, from the ground floor to the penthouse, essentially, of, <laughs> of a staff. You know, you were the new kid, and then you were, you know, the top dog, uh, or among the top dogs. So, I, you know, I was part of a strictly print uh, staff at, at NCHS. Um, high school news websites didn't really exist back then <laughs> uh, just yet. They were getting close, I think. Um, so I don't know as much about dealing with, with those two things, but figuring out how to structure a staff that can deal with both a print product and an online product like you guys were doing at the Echo um, is a big challenge for a lot of advisors. What positions did you have on staff through your time there? Okay, so you it's a little bit of a length. Oh, yeah. me personally? You personally, okay. yeah, um, first. Well, I started out, I joined, and I was just a minor staff, not just, I was a minor staffer. Okay. Um, so it was, I was personally a writer. I've never really had much skill with photography. Yeah. So, um, but I was a writer, and then a few weeks in, our, uh, we called it in-depth editor, which is just kind of the center spread, big, long story, okay. yeah. um, dropped out, and so I applied and got in, and so then I was that for the rest of uh, my first year on staff, and then last year I was editor-in-chief of, co-editor-in-chief of the paper. Um, is that like a fast progression on, on your staff, or is that pretty normal? How I would say, you know, it was, it was interesting. People take different routes for sure. Depending the, on what they, how committed they are. Yeah, depending on how committed they are. And, you know, the most time that you can be on the ECHO staff is three years because you can't join until sophomore year. Yep, same um, for me. Yeah, so, I mean, it's probably on the faster side of progressions, but it's definitely among, it's probably relatively normal, right. I would say. Right, Yeah. So, like, as a whole, and this is kind of the long answer, you know, what does that staff look like? And, and was it different? Right different years while you were there? A little bit. Um, so starting out my first year, um, they had just gotten off a year where they, St. Louis Park High School usually has two chiefs because, you know, things get busy and stuff okay. like that, right? Two so just editor-in-chief. Editor-in-chiefs, okay. right. Um, and so the way they had tried to do it when our website kind of really picked up is that they had one web chief and one print chief. Okay, yeah. Um, and I think they kind of discovered that that, didn't really work for them because a lot of our content overlapped. Anything okay. that we had on print was up online already, and we would take stuff from online and put it on print. Um, and you couldn't so separate them. It, yeah, you can't really separate them. And I am of the opinion that you can't really separate them. Mm-hmm. I know um, a couple of staffs that I worked with who were fellow editor-in-chiefs definitely did it that way, and right. they found success in it. But I would say for us it made the most sense that you can't really separate the two because it's the same content, right. ideally. right. Um, And then after that, we went down, we had managing editors, and their job was kind of, you know, 
um, to look over, make sure things got posted, make sure that the content editors who were right kind of beneath them on the stepping stool or whatever, um, you know, had their stuff together and um, they would do the, not the busy work, but the making sure everything was absolutely posted and together and then it was their okay. responsibility to get it up. Um, and then we had our content editors and so depending on what categories you had, so we had news, features, opinions, sports, in-depth, entertainment, and then um, uh, we had one page on our paper, and it was called, we called it Other, and okay. <laughs> eventually I think it turned out to be Student Life or something, but it was always referred to as Other in okay. our publication room, um, <laughs> and what we did for that is minor staffers who wanted to show that they could be an editor, you know, wanted to try it out for a little bit, okay. we would choose like three of them per cycle, and then they could edit their whole, it was one story, and they would help out with the designers and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, and so, you know, that's one way to... So they had, like, a page that they yeah. acted as, like, their entire publication kind of thing. Yeah. It's like a training. Yeah, it's like a mini training to get to know things. Yeah. Um, Did you literally call them other editors? Yeah. It was nice. just the other editors. <laughs> and so every cycle, you know, it was always like, drum roll, please. Mm -hmm. Like, who, you know, and so... Um, there were always people who were like, oh, I don't want to be other editor, but then they got in there and loved it, and then there were people who were like, yes, I want to be other editor, who got in there and were like, never again, I'm good. Okay, interesting. Um, but yeah, so the page editors were people who were um, talking to the writers and photographers and designers, you know, mm -hmm. getting that kind, you know, talking to the individual people who were getting the stuff together and producing the content, um, as well as obviously producing their own content. Right. But, um, so that was kind of our, like, overarching editorial staff and then we all and then we had our um, main design editors who were okay. really good with uh, photoshop and illustrator and stuff like that for infographics and stuff online and on print and then we had our copy editors okay um, and then we started trying to get into broadcasts last year. Okay. Um, and what we discovered with that is, and we're still kind of, they were still kind of working it out at the end of the year, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's kind of a new branch because it's not like anything else, but it's still the same content. Right. Is what we discovered, right? And so you're making videos that are similarly structured to a story, mm -hmm. and it's stuff that you could write about or take pictures of. And right. so we started having people who were really good with the video software, and so they we called them our video editors. Okay. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of like the main staff, or the main editorial staff, it was editors-in-chief, managing editors, and then your content editors, and okay. then the rest of them kind of branched off. Okay. Did you have any just, like, straight, like, you said you were a minor reporter at, at one yeah. point. Yeah. So was there a group of those people who would report to yeah. certain section editors? Yeah, and so, you know, we had our... Anyone who wasn't an editor, we called our minor staff. Right. Or, you know, they were like writers, staff writers, staff yeah. photographers. And so the way we actually assigned stories and stuff is we'd have everyone had to submit a bunch of story ideas on a day, right, mm -hmm. and on these long Google Docs. And then the content editors, part of their responsibility was to go through. And um, we did biweekly, but, I mean, you could even do weekly. Just here are the ten stories I want written this week. Yeah. Um, and then you needed to get a certain amount of points in or whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it, stories, right. photos, um, and people would sign up. And then whatever content area you were in, if you're a writer, you would be, you would answer to the content writer, the content editor of that area. But you know, anyone writing a story would answer to that person. Right. Like as a minor writer or whatever, what was it called? Well, 
They were called minor writers, but we staff writers. Okay, yeah, what we staff writer, yeah. staff reporter kind of thing. Um, and you kind of underwent this weird shift where all of a yeah. sudden you became an in-depth <coughs> editor. But like, as kind of a new person on staff, you know, with the way that the staff was shaped, with the way that the, the class or the, the newsroom if you will, was run, did you feel like you were enabled and like you could contribute or like kind of what was the perspective from that looking up at everything? Well, at first, obviously, it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much to do, right? Yeah. But once you get in, it was really awesome um, because the staff writers and staff photographers are the people that are producing the content, right? And your editors are there to, because they've had experience in whatever, and they're there, they're going to pass your content along. But realistically, they're doing the exact same thing you are right. for whatever they are. And so that's almost a little bit, um, not empowering, but you feel good because you're like, okay, cool. Like, we're all kind of on the same level. It was never super, oh, I'm your editor, I'm above you or whatever. And we really aimed not to have that. But, um, you know, another thing we did was... Um, Every single person, we call them beats. Or, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what you do is we'd sign up and, you know, we there were a million and five clubs at St. Louis Park. You know, <laughs> I mean, it was super cool to watch everything, but a lot to cover. Yeah. So, um, you know, that could sometimes. Be a good problem. Oh, yeah. It was, I am, yeah. Great problem to have. Shout out St. Louis Park. Yeah. But, you know, we'd double up on a couple of them and then you, you would sign up for what you wanted to cover for the year. And yeah. so, you know, like. The ones that were, you know, book club kind of goes through a lull every once in a while when they're in the middle of reading their books. So mm -hmm. it was kind of fun. They have to go out and find content for whatever. But because everyone kind of has one, as a staff writer, you're just as important as anyone else. Right. You know, and so it's not as intimidating looking up because, you know, one, if I want to be up there someday, I can be mm -hmm. if I work hard. And then two, I'm contributing just as much, if not more, you know, to staff. And so you feel like, wow, I'm really a part of this. And right. to see your name in the byline or on under the, in the photo credit or mm -hmm. in, in whatever you did, it's really awesome. So, so you were editor in chief last year. I was. And that was the time when they kind of took off that print and online tag from those people. Yeah. So what were your kind of day to day or, or week to week responsibilities like what did they look like like what was the specific thing that wasn't working when it was separated as print and online versus when you combined it what was the goal there um I think when they combined it so they combined it the year before me they had started out the year and tried it and I think what ended up they ended up realizing is that um the way that we were managing our print content and our online content if you don't have them together um the stories that overlap either get written twice or miscommunication oh, okay. starts happening. and um, So they were literally just acting as like separate entities essentially maybe. Well, a little bit. I mean like the stories maybe didn't get written twice. Yeah. But, um, you know, there was like miscommunication. So if – Sure. And it made it a lot more difficult. The other thing is, you know, it's all our content, right? It was all under the echo. Right. Um, and so – it made it a lot more difficult if all of a sudden one of your print stories fell through to just go over and grab another one from online or vice versa. And yep. so I think one miscommunication errors that maybe just didn't even need to happen because, you know, it's all, you're all doing the same thing. It's just depending where you're going to, if you're going to print it or post it online. Okay. Right. Um, and then I would say the second thing is that when you collaborate between the two of them, one, it makes your content stronger because, 
if you need to post something online because it was too long for print, awesome. People will check it out. Exactly. More, you know, and if you can advertise your website in your print edition and your print edition on your website, you're going to get more views both ways. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, combining them was the ideal thing because you have your content editors, right? And they're going to want to oversee everything that goes up in their content right. area. And so if you have two people that they also kind of have to answer to, it's just twice the work and okay. more stuff to do. Yeah. It would be like in-depth editor has to go talk to print and online. And editor. online. Yeah. yeah. And then it was, you know, one more decision rather than, oh, if it's on. Our policy was always like, hey, if it's on print, we're going to put it on, mm -hmm. it'll be up on web within a day. Right. And so then it would always get a little confusing. Like, okay, like who's whose content is this, like, right. actually, you know what I mean? And so it just made more sense to combine them both. So as editor-in-chief, you were most often checking in with section editors or... Yeah, so I worked really closely with our managing editors. Man and, yeah, I forgot yeah. that tier. Yeah, yeah, there's like the a whole... managing editors. Yeah, yes. and so they um, they were the ones that worked close, probably most closely with um, our section editors, but... You know, we're all in a room together, so it's kind of like the whole team is going together. But as chief, one of the biggest things that that were was my responsibility was making sure every um, that people were scheduling stuff out, making sure overseeing that everything was kind of running smoothly, right? So okay. making sure there were weekly budget meetings or that the the staff ed meeting happened and stuff like that, and then. Um, if there was a content question, it would first go to managing and if managing didn't totally know or, you know, like we would kind of work together. There were a total of, yeah, I think there were six of us total in the managing team. Um, and so it was kind of nice because it was a place where we can bounce ideas off of each other and worked all together at the top then to make all the con the big content decisions or, yeah. you know, whatever, if someone had a big question. Right. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, we had our... We set out at the beginning of the year that we were going <laughs> to have these uh, bi-weekly weekly budget meetings is what we were going to call them, you know, yep. where it was kind of like, okay, what's going up this week or whatever. Yep. Um, and, you know, the meetings kind of slowly started to fade out a little bit. Okay. But um, <laughs> we had a calendar up in the back. Um, and so what we would always do is, you know, if the content editors and the managing editors and the chiefs would sit and they'd be like, okay, sweet. What do we have going up this week, this, you know, this day, you know, what does this week look like right. content wise? Right. Um, and you know, you can go crazy with it and color coordinate everything like print and web or whatever. Um, and so that was really nice because then you had a good grasp. You didn't have to keep checking in every day. And that was helpful was when budget meetings started going by the wayside and you had yeah. that instead sometimes yeah, yeah that I, was for sure helpful yeah i assume kids just get busy being in their 500 different clubs <laughs> at st louis park High oh School. yeah right yeah and it's hard to find those times and you know right. you know even during the hour we had two different class hours mm -hmm. um and so you know not everyone is in every hour right either hour and so um, you know, you got to catch people when you can. And so if the budget meetings aren't totally, or, you know, if you can't meet, it was really nice to say, okay, here's an updated calendar for everything you need to know. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Any plans to do or join 
student newspaper or yearbook yeah. in college? I'm really, really hoping to join the Carltonian, which is the okay. Carlton newspaper. Clever. In case that was, I know. I, th I think it's a cute name. <laughs> um, you know, because I just really, really enjoyed it. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was part of the reason I chose a smaller school is so that I could keep doing that if I didn't want to major in it necessarily. Right. Um, but, yeah, I can't really imagine not doing it. Yeah, so, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah now, after, after all this time. Well, I did it all. I majored in journalism in college, though. Yeah. Turned out to be one of the best experiences of my life, obviously. So good luck with that. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thank you. One podcast down. Boom. Thanks to Annabella Strathman for joining the podcast today. And thanks to you as listeners for tuning in. You can subscribe and follow Snowcast wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also find us at anchor.fm slash snowcast. We'll be back next week with another episode.